guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimize Self Podcast. Episode number three for the year, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I'm doing my best at getting them out. Um, hope everyone's keeping healthy in this time of isolation. Um, personally, myself, uh, don't mind it. I work from home. I've still got my personal training clients coming in. Keeping people healthy and fit, I think, is probably one of the most important things that we could do currently. Um, And as the individual should probably take a lot more responsibility for themselves in this time due to, you know, the virus being around. But also you have a lot of time on your hands, I'm guessing, to learn how to exercise differently or even start an exercise program, read a book, learn how to juggle play the guitar, there's no excuse. You can get outside. Don't sit inside and just watch YouTube and Netflix all day because that is a waste of your time. Use this as an opportunity to become a better version of yourself. That's what I'm trying to do. And I know a lot of people that I train that I have to train via Zoom. I've given them new programs or updated programs so they're motivated to do their own thing. I hope everyone is keeping well. I have my podcast available on iTunes and now it is also available on Spotify so the two main places where podcasts are probably listened to iTunes and Spotify check it out you can have a look at what I'm doing on my Instagram handle which is optimized.self on Instagram I have a Facebook page as well just look up optimizedself on Facebook but also I have a website optimizedself.com.au um now, let's get into it. This next guest is Georgie Gorman. And Georgie is a wonderful human being. She owns a women's only gym in uh, the western suburbs of Melbourne in Footscray. It is an awesome space. You should check it out. It's called The Holistic Sister. That's Holistic Sister on Instagram. And you can find her website, which is holisticsister.com.au. Now, Georgie has a wonderful story. She is a business owner, personal trainer. She's nearly finished. um, I think she's doing a bachelor in nutrition. She's nearly finished that. She has a wonderful space where women can go there and train and feel strong, powerful in in an awesome, awesome environment. Another good thing she has there is jiu-jitsu. So she, um, they also have jiu-jitsu there where they do women's self-defense, but also jiu-jitsu that is open, open to the public. I highly recommend recommend checking out Holistic Sister and check out what Georgie is up to. And I'm sure you will thoroughly enjoy this episode because we get into it a bit and we talk on many different topics from health, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle. Um, I really enjoyed it and I think you guys will too. Give my podcast a review, give me a rating, comment me, comment on my um, on my podcast if you can, that would be great. And I'll speak to you guys soon. Enjoy the podcast. Peace. Welcome to the Optimized Self podcast, Georgie. Thanks for having me. That's okay. Uh, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while just because I've known you for a couple of years now and you've got a uh, an awesome space in the western suburbs here in, in Footscray. Um, now, why don't you just tell us who you are and what you currently do, just a kind of bit of a quick overview before we get into it a bit deeper. All right. Um, I'm Georgie. 
I'm a holistic strength coach and I'm the uh, owner and head coach at Holistic Sister in Cookray. Awesome. That's great. Can you give us a bit of a rundown then of what is Holistic Sister? Holistic Sister is uh, we're a badass six club. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of are. Yeah. Um, all right. We're a holistic fitness facility um, for women. Yep. We, uh, we pride ourselves on educating our members to move and nourish their bodies for optimal function and performance. Right. That's kind of it. So we 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 uh, predominantly run group, uh, small group training. Yep. Uh, but we also offer personal training and nutrition as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So. How long have you been operating Holistic Sister for now? Two years. We coming up two years this month, actually. We uh, we tried to open three years ago, but we had a bit of a, a battle getting the doors open. Um, but we overcame that obstacle, and yeah, two years ago. Now. Nice, nice. Um, so, how has the last two years been for you in terms of you know your actual? business and what it what it does and like and what it achieves um i know from looking from the outside in obviously my partner trains with you um from what i've seen i've only seen good things and growth so how has it been for you over the last couple of years opening a new business and getting it going brutal (laughs) absolutely brutal it's been amazing it's been probably one of the most rewarding experiences that um that i've ever ever done or you know ever achieved um but it's also been one of the hardest two years of my life three years of my life with without a doubt and um there's no way that you know it would be possible without i guess you know having really incredible support around me um we did open the doors with my sister grace who i should say is a bit of a silent partner Yep. In in holistic sister, she doesn't work physically in in the gym, but she does a lot behind the scenes. Um, like it, it's yeah, it's great. Like I love every second of it. Um, I work my ass off. I'm always working. If I'm not physically working in there, my brain's in there all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You're um, you're a busy bee, that's for sure. Can you um, yeah. Tell- Tell us a little bit about like I haven't I've only known you really since since Holistic Sisters been open. What were you doing prior to that, and a little bit of you know your personal training history and kind of maybe what got you into it. Um. All right. So where do you want me to? So I can start from where I where yeah, I began and how I got there. Start. start from the start, please. Okay. Um. Uh, I guess I probably started getting into fitness and health. In high school, okay, I was always into sport as a kid. Bit of a jack of all, master of none, but I I enjoyed it, and I wasn't terrible at, at sport. I just you know I did a lot of different sports. Um, I didn't fit into the academic stream um, at school, and disengaged myself, I guess, from that area quite significantly but luckily I went to a high school that 
uh, offered or encouraged a lot of kids to sort of go down vocational paths, um, you know, for education. And my, they had, we also had a pretty strong uh, sport and outdoor ed education at our school too, which I definitely got involved with, and I love, I love that very much. Yeah. Um, I did my work experience at the age of 15 at a local gym where I grew up in Torquay. Cool. Uh, that was great. The ladies, you know, really actually offered me a lot out of that work experience. Like I had a lot of hands-on um, tasks and activities that, that they allowed me to do and I did actually learn a lot from that that event. And then I ended up getting a job from from that, that work experience in year nine, at yeah, age 15. Wow. So that, I guess, was probably the the start. And then as I progressed through high school, I was able to do certificate one, two, and three of fitness while I was still at school. Yeah. That was that was sort of part of my studies as a as a at a vocational education. Yeah. And then I guess it progressed from there. Finished my personal training certificate. Uh, the year I left, uh, also the year after I finished high school. And then from there, I worked in various studios and big gyms in Melbourne and internationally as well. So I worked in London for a few years. Awesome. Um, did, did you work at, um, sorry, did you work at any fitness first over there? Because I know they were pretty popular over there. Yeah, I was in a virgin gym, actually. Uh, so I worked in a virgin classic gym, which is like the high-end gym, and it was it was beautiful. I learned more in that gym and had more education in that space than all of the years prior to that, not only from the education that they, the continual education that they offered you, but the facilities were incredible. But I was also surrounded by a lot um, a lot more advanced personal trainers and coaches as well. I, I was only 18, 19 at the time. Mm. Um, I really didn't know shit. Um, and I had a lot of really experienced people in various sort of modalities um, there as well. And they really kind of, they taught me That's how awesome. to, I guess, progress, you know, in my own way as well. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Continue from there. And then after a couple of years, so on and off about two and a half years, uh, living and working overseas, doing a lot of travelling, I moved back to Melbourne and worked in various studios and, and gyms yeah, across Melbourne and spent the last six or so years uh, there. Again, I've always been really, really fortunate to work alongside people that were more advanced than me and maybe more experienced, little um, age under their belt um, uh, and different passions and things like that. And I think having that, being exposed to so many different great mentors and teachers, mm. I was then able to further my own, um, yes, my own, my own methods and and really refine what I'm passionate about in the in the industry. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's great. Um, so then did that lead into you 
planning? Were you planning to open up your own space for like a year or two or three before before it actually happened? Not really. I was um, I was still finishing. We're still in my um, my uni degree at the time. And Grace, my sister, was just oh, let's open up a gym. And I, previously to that, I hadn't really thought about it. She goes, let's just do it. Like, mm. oh, okay, sure, why not? So I deferred uni and then off we went and we just rolled with it. And the more we kind of unpacked it, the more exciting it got. And then, yeah, it all came to fruition. It was, yeah, it wasn't something that I had... Um, previously sat on for a long period of time, you know, unlike a lot of other people with in small business. Yeah, for sure. So what was the drive then for you wanting to have your space? Was it mainly motivated by being able to express yourself and how you want to work and certain, you know, people you want to reach? Yeah, I think very much that. I think being able to run things in exactly the way that I wanted to. Yeah. As I was saying before, having the experience that I'd had um, internationally, but also here with lots of different people and businesses and business models and things like that, it taught me so much about what I really, truly believe in, what I found really valuable um, as far as how to run a business. And then I also learned so many different things and how not to run a business or areas that, that weren't going to sit well with me. So, yeah, I think having my own my own space, um, my own methods and creating a, a space that is going to maybe attract a certain type of person as well and making it really um, uh, nurturing but exciting and fun for women as well so it's not being intimidating but it's also not going to be fluffy and a bit daggy you know so have you worked in um female only gyms in the past at all or is this was this like no never so i've um i've worked mostly around men um, yeah. and really have learnt um, most of what I know um, from working uh, with men, but then have figured out different ways to have and implement that appropriately for women yeah. and have gained a better understanding of women as a whole, also being a woman, that helps, and how to adapt it appropriately. For sure. Um, but my previous job... Well, the previous gym that I was at before Holistic Sister, there was a group of women that, when I really think about it, were a really, they were a big inspiration to opening up Holistic Sister. We had this small group training uh, group of six women. They were a really eclectic group. So they're from all walks of life. They all had different backgrounds, different experiences, one thing that they had in common was they had gone to this gym because they were all somewhat intimidated or unsure of going into a bigger chain gym. That was the common ground that they had. Okay. 
but then putting them together in this group that we sort of trained together for, say, uh, two years or something, I can't remember how long, but it was a while. And how they evolved was just incredible. Like the strength that came out of these women and the empowerment and the, the motivation and the um, the collective um, energy was was really quite incredible and I definitely think when I think about it that was probably mm. a big inspiration to, to try and recreate something like that for other women mm. because there's so many women out there who who want to move and they know that they need to move and they know they need to exercise but haven't yet found a space that that welcomes them in the way that that they need. Mm. Why do you think that is? I know, like, obviously, gyms have been around for a, a long time now, but obviously going into gyms, me and you have seen it before, where they're extremely intimidating because of, you know, huge dudes if they're on steroids and that they're grunting and they're making <laughs> that help. Besides that, I mean, what else do you think is is not there to be able to provide females with a with a space rather than just intimidation what else what other issues do you think arise um i think it's part of it is a a sense of you have to be this like exciting fun uplifting you know energetic bubbly you know human when you're the one selling someone the gym membership or the um, or the experience or whatever it might be. But that isn't necessarily meeting that person in front of them where they are right then. Yeah. And if you're in all, in all different types of modalities, building rapport with the person in front of you is and should be the number one goal before providing any service. Yep. And to do that, you have to meet them where they are. Yep. And I don't know if that's, I don't think that's something that you can necessarily teach someone. So that's where maybe a lot of businesses actually struggle, or the industry itself has struggled because you can't just teach someone to be, you know, a badass rapport builder. Mm. certainly things that you can do to make yourself better. But, you know, a lot of it's kind of innate in you already. But you need to meet them where they are and, you know, mirroring them a little bit and then shifting their perspective in a nurturing way without sort of telling them that, mm. you know, what they should do or feel either. Yeah. So sure. to, you know, be, be uplifting and things like that. But, that doesn't necessarily always reflect what that person needs yep. to get, get the best out of them. Yeah, yeah. And there's no cookie cutter kind of, you know, fitting into the one kind of box, you know, member no. or client. Yeah, absolutely. So people yep. have an array of, of, of issues and they have an array of skills and a skill set. So... Yeah, I mean, it, it can take weeks, right, to get that rapport and to figure out the training for that person. So that's, yeah. that's a very good point. Very good point. True. But I think the other thing, too, is 
individuals also, there needs to be more education for individuals to potentially shop around as well. So the experience that they have in one gym shouldn't reflect the entire industry. Yes. Because that gym might be incredibly valuable for one person, but the place down the road might be very vastly different, but incredibly valuable for another person. Mm. And that's where the diversity in the industry is is really powerful. Mm. Um, you know, where where are different gyms to many other gyms surrounding us? You know, in the west or on the other side of the city. Like the beauty of diversity is means that we can reach lots of different people. Um, you know, in in their you know in their current situation, and you know, and they may evolve. You know, from that space as well towards another gym, which is also fine. You know, that evolution of your own strength and fitness and confidence and self-esteem should be nourished, and often that that is, you know, by moving on to to somewhere else. You know, someone might might start their journey at a yoga studio. Yeah. And they they build up some strength and confidence, and they start to you know, they want to explore other you know modalities of movement. So they then go into I don't know dance. Yeah. And then they realize, cool, moving with my heart rate up really high is really fun. I feel great. And they go, cool, maybe I want to get stronger at this. So they then want to go down the fitness route. Mm. Um, I think you know acknowledging that there is something. For everyone out there, um, so don't don't lose sight of, or just get just don't get discouraged by you know the first place you walk into. It might yeah, be yeah. I always like, you know, you, as a personal trainer, and I mainly do one-on-one training where out of my garage studio. But I can train someone for six weeks or six months, and then you know they move on and they they might go back to their old gym or they find another trainer and. And I'm happy for that to happen. Like, I'm not, mm. I never take it as a, like, oh, I've done something wrong. I mean, I've never really had clients be like, I'm not training with you anymore because this sure. is bad. But people evolve, you know, we change gyms. Like, you know, yeah. you can get injured and then you've got to go and do more strength and rehab and you can't play your sport anymore. So you kind of, it's this whole journey, I think. And, and if you can, yeah, you can pick something and add it to that, individual and they have a better life for it and they only train with you for a month or six months then that's great um totally rather yeah. than trying to hang on to every single mm. client and member so yeah yep. i couldn't cool. agree more and i feel like our you know part of our job as as personal trainers and coaches is to is to help the person like our number one goal is to help the people in front of us Mm. And sometimes the best thing that we can do to help that person is to actually refer them on yep. and, you know, and help them um, find the best facility or um, uh, fitness place for them, yep. you know. And, and I am the first person to, you know, put my hand up and say, hey, if we're not for you, let's have a chat about it. And if I can help you find the right person to help you, I will do that. And, um, you know, you know, networking and you know, and having these conversations with 
people like yourself, we get to know other people in the industry around us. Mm. Um, and we can, we can, you know, we've got a banquet of places that we can refer out to, you know, yep. if we need to. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so just getting back to your awesome space, Holistic Sister, what kind of, like, programs and courses do you offer? So I have heard that you do, you know, things for, for young, for youth, for football teams. Can you touch on a little bit what else you guys do there at Holistic Sister? So predominantly, we don't have any youth stuff running at the moment, but we did have some um, youth strength and conditioning and sports performance programs um, cool. running, which are really fun, and they were they were great. We had uh, we got a lot out of um, the girls that last year. Three of the girls that did our um, sports performance program were drafted to the AFLW. Cool. Which is very cool. Yeah. Um, but so predominantly there was like yeah small group classes. We have strength classes that range from beginners all the way through to advanced. We have metabolic conditioning and high intensity interval training. So that's our yeah high intensity session. And then we have mobility and mindful movement, which is still challenging, but it's sort of at a uh, lower intensity. Yeah. Um, class. And we have an uber delicious yoga class constantly as well. Nice. Um, yeah, and then we run some like workshops and seminars and you know random things like that throughout the year, based yep. on sort of just all different types of wellness, nutrition, you know, movement specific stuff as well. Yeah, that's great. What um, touch a little bit on the nutrition? Did you have a nutritionist there that can service your clients? Yes, yeah. So we've got a yeah, a clinical nutritionist, a lovely lady Julia, who I studied with. Yep. So she runs all the nutrition there at the moment. Awesome. That's good. Don't you have another type of training there? Some sort of martial arts? Ah, uh, shoot. <laughs> How rude is this? Yeah. <laughs> so Gracie Jujitsu uh Hootsgray is now operating at a Swissy sister as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um yeah, which is great. So they, um, Piers, who runs the yeah Gracie Jiu Jitsu, has also got a women's powered program, which is a women's self defense program, which is sick. I highly recommend that for women give it a go. It's super fun, uh, and legit yeah. is really empowering. Yeah, getting people in chokeholds is <laughs> maybe that's statistic, but. <laughs> yeah, it's funny as... But like, it's cool to know. Yeah, it is. It's good to know a couple of moves. And for people that are listening, uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is one of the best forms of, well, probably the best form of Jiu-Jitsu that you can learn, especially their, their self-defense um, programs they do. Um, and I believe Jiu-Jitsu is probably yeah. enough on self-defense to learn for, well, for everyone, but for women in particular too, because you're learning to get out of some, some very sticky situations for sure. Absolutely. It's it's really comprehensive, the program. Um the the way that they, they, they teach, the the programs that you that you roll through, like it's not ad hoc, like it's really systemized. Um but it's yeah, it's fun and you yeah, it it is for women as you're saying, like you know, often often being the smaller opponent, 
incredibly empowering when mm. you learn different tools and techniques that don't require um, physical size or strength yep. um, to, to be the more advanced or to get stuff out of a tricky situation. Mm. Yeah, because you don't know it until you start that you actually can be so you know, powerful and strong in certain yeah. with shielding, shielding with your knees, your forearms and getting up off the ground faster. And I mean, it, it's like exercise. I guess you get a lot more body yep. awareness and you'd be able to, you're able to read body language a lot better as well. So you're absolutely, it's not just, it's yep. not just physical upgrade. It's also like mentally, oh, you're, huge you're, mental upgrade. Yeah. And something like I really want to try to, uh, once I finish my studies, you know, spend a bit more time, you know, doing it and actually um, going through the full curriculum mm. um, and mainly for that, the mental side of it, you know, mm. is being, learning to be one step ahead of the person in front of you, mm. solving the puzzle of, the, you know, the human body, you know, on top of you and, you know, what they're going to do and, you know, how you get yourself out of that, being yeah. really calm um, and conscious under pressure, which is, skill that transfers to every single day. For sure. You know, have that that sense of presence and clarity um, in any situation is invaluable. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. That's good that you offer that. Um, so go back to a little bit about your studies. Have you been studying nutrition for a while now and it's something that you've finished? Tell me a little bit more. Forever. About <laughs> I've been there a long time. Um, I started eight years ago. Okay. Um, and I'm set to finish in June. We've had a little hurdle, as everyone will be well aware. But that's yep. been, um, uh, yeah, I guess it's just another hurdle in the road. It's fine. Um, the college is working really hard to essentially help us continually finish on time. But you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, I'm set to finish this year sometime. Um, and it's great. Like, I love it. I've absolutely loved every bit of it. But I am dying to finish as well. Yeah. So tell me a bit about what you love about nutrition. I mean, obviously it goes hand in hand with being a trainer, but is there, what, is there something else there a bit deeper that you, you kind of resonate with? Um, food as medicine, I guess, is probably the, I guess, the biggest one. I've, I love food so much. Like, it is probably one of my deepest passions um, alongside exercise. I love everything about it from um, cooking to, you know, cultural and tradition traditional you know, aspects of food and, and gathering to eat food. Um, but also I've got a real interest in, um, and passion for how to use food as medicine, but also for performance as well. Mm. I guess as I um, developed in the, um, through my career, I guess I wanted to learn more about how to actually use it not only for my own health um, and performance but how I can then educate that to my clients 
uh, as well. Um, you know, you it's it's so much of your of your health journey. Um, exercising a couple of times a week is nothing compared to what's on your plate every day. That's an excellent point. Yeah. I try and should be the number one priority for all, all humans. Yeah, I used to say, you know, I, I mean, I'm more I, I I thoroughly love exercise, but it comes to me so easily. But nutrition nutrition was always kind of second. But over the last year or so, I've been delving a bit more into it and just doing my own research and own experiments experiments with what to eat. And yeah, it is now I I. I preached a lot more saying that nutrition is number one because people kind of forget about the mental health aspects of eating properly and then mm. obviously the, the physical performance, but so much can be done from just changing the types of food you 100%. have and the, and the relationship yeah. you have with food. But it's the, it's got to be probably the hardest thing for people to get down and to get disciplined with, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And that's because we're all so individual and we've got individual... Um, you know, diverse lives and and stories and backgrounds and health histories, um, our environment that we live in or that we were born in and things like that, it all varies. So therefore our diet should also vary and be tailored to our individual needs and preferences. Mm. And that takes a shitload of self awareness and sometimes experimenting with what, you know, just like you've done yourself. Um, and that takes time takes time to um, to really understand that and learn that and get to know yourself and how things make you feel, how food makes you perform, um, how it makes you sleep or not sleep. There's so many areas in your life that it, that it impacts and um, I think the, the greatest challenge that most people have is actually just a lack of self, self-awareness or self-understanding of what their body actually requires mm. and needs, which might be vastly different from the person next to them. Yeah, for sure. Which is sure. why, you know, a nutritionist or even a naturopath, their role is, is so valuable for so many people. They can help you unpack that a little bit more and, you know, kind of help you get on the right track for you as individuals. There's mm. things that we read and see um, you know, in, in the media or in social media or what your friend does isn't necessarily wrong, but it isn't necessarily right for every individual. So yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah. yeah, that's why. I, that's why I, it's like with exercise in terms of trying out new ways and forms of moving. Mm. You need to be open to experimentation and based on, like, I, I think you're the best judge of your own feelings, your performance, how you are sleeping, how your, you know, your skin reacts. So mm. I, I always yeah. encourage people to not not hang on to any any kind of belief system or ideology around it and experiment and just and, and give it some time and see how you go. And yeah. one, one thing I could, I think you might agree with his. I've been doing a bit of reading on Weston A. Price recently and he he was a dentist that travelled around the world in like the 1930s and recorded a lot of different Indigenous cultures around the world about 
their dental hygiene, their facial structures, their physical degeneration, mm, or, yep. their, or, their, or their physical well-being. And everything, every tribe that he went to, from, say, the Inuit to the North American Indians to Indigenous people in Australia, was their abundance of, you know, a variety of very, very good quality animal products. And obviously, you know, their, their foraging for berries and, you know, plants and stuff. But as soon as, as soon as processed food like white flowers and sugars were introduced, yeah. like it had such yeah. a negative effect on their overall health and well-being, like really, really bad. And that is, that's where I think everyone can start is be like, okay, so we actually know what is bad. So processed yeah. food, processed it's, that's where everyone should start. Cut all your processed yeah. foods out or as best you can and then build from there rather than... Yeah. Switching it's a good place to start. Like it's, yeah. it's the easiest place to start. Yeah. And there's 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 nothing there's nothing to show or to say in any scientific literature that the processed foods is going to give you optimal health. Yeah, it never will. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 just it's pretty much common sense now. Like you'd hope that it's common sense that removing um, those refined foods is yeah, is the best place to start. I, um, yeah. I couldn't couldn't agree more. Yeah. Other people are, you know, wanting to start to change the way they're eating for the better. Just remove the crap. If it comes in a packet, avoid it for a little while. Yeah, and I mean the other one of the downsides of that is it's so bloody addictive and it obviously hijacks your I don't know, your neural pathways and your yeah, the, the chemicals, it is. The chemicals yeah. out of whack. So you, it's like the sugar and the nicotine or the the processed mm. flour. It's just it's so hard to say no to if you've grown up on that yeah. or if you've been abusing them for for five yeah. years. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. uh, and that's and that is a really hard thing, and that kind of contradicts slightly what I was saying before about you know what, um, you know, listening to yourself about what. You need that can be a really hard one because your body will tell you if you are addicted to sugar or you know refined foods like white bread or soft drink or whatever it might be if you've had them for so long your body is going to have a really really shitty time removing them and you're going to feel really crap and you're going to feel cranky and you know all of that trying to get rid of them but you can just hustle it for a couple of weeks, you won't want to go back. And when you do, then you'll really start to become more aware and go, ah, that brain fog that I had or that afternoon slump that I used to get all the time or Mm -hmm. that, you know, insomnia that I had, you go, oh, I can see how what I was eating was affecting that or it was influencing that negative health aspect or you know it's a pain that I keep getting um, but it's yeah you just got to hustle through that couple of weeks of removing the crap I think most people yeah. and then you know evolve from there yeah so it's it's, it's so powerful but it's, it's such a challenge for some people unfortunately and I mean yeah that's when people like you know yourself are great because you you can offer the the nutritional guidance and advice, but you're also there for the movement and the mindfulness training. So, 
you're definitely onto a good thing. That's great. Yeah, it's gotta it's gotta come with I think uh like you do you have to start simple but health isn't isn't one aspect. And I think it's really important to try to incorporate a few different health aspects in your life to really get the best out of you. And again, they don't have to be big grand things or complex things. Um, but a little bit of you know, nutrition, a little bit of movement, a little bit of mindfulness, um, a little bit of pride in your environment around you and your relationships, things like that is all going to contribute to your entire holistic health picture and slowly start to bring you back to back to balance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a journey. It's a lifelong experience. Experience and I try. That's why, I, like, yeah. one is to one of my goals is I want people to to be able to enjoy and to be able to make health something that is easy for them to do and to yeah. and to and to just practice. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be seen as a chore or a burden or a hassle. It just should ju- it should just be. That's this is how yeah. you're driving your ancestors. Absolutely. Yeah. On extremely good health, physical, you know, uh, mentally, their relationships with family and nature around them. And I know there's a lot there to unpack, but in terms of trying to tap into little bits and pieces to try and grow your foundation a bit so you can have a set of tools to take you through the rest of your life rather than thinking, I need to get shredded for summertime and then you forget about it. But, you know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, I think exactly. that's really health and fitness is kind of going in terms of the idea of longevity rather than like I just want big arms and, and a chest. Like that's kind of that's yeah. very old school obviously. But now it's more I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think it is fifteen for the better at the moment and I think it's really I think it, as a whole the fitness and health industry is definitely on a better path at the yeah. moment because it's so apparent that um these quick fixes are just that they're a quick fix but they're not a sustainable fix and people want people want abs for a lifetime they don't want abs just for the summer they want them for a lifetime or they want to have energy to run after their kids from the day that they're born to the day that they leave home that's a long time to have a lot of energy for but to have that energy you also need to be sleeping at night time too um and so it's becoming a lot more, um, uh, becoming more mainstream, I think, now, you know, when we're talking about health and fitness, is that we need to incorporate sustainable methods. But yeah. you're absolutely right. It has to be, um, it has to kind of just be. Mm. And we have to find some level of joy in what we're doing as well. We shouldn't be at the gym to punish ourselves because we ate cake. We should be there because we want to be there, and it makes us feel really good. Yep, that's great. Can I ask you then, what is some of your favourite ways to move and exercise? Then, oh, any, <laughs> any. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it depends on the day. Yeah. Um, you know, but it also depends on my cycle as well. I train. I train a lot 
around my cycle. Yeah. Um, so each week is sort of slightly, slightly different. Um, but I try to maximize um, my activity based around that and my energy um, and and my work capacity gets available to me. So um, typically one of my favorite exercises of all time would have to be the deadlift. That's yeah. something I've took me years to um, to really, I guess, kind of master, and I'm still not a master at it. But, yeah, it took me years to really, really understand it and respect it as as an exercise. But I love how to divert the, the hinging pattern to be for all individuals as well. Um, but I, I train and I exercise in lots and lots of different ways. Um, I love strength training. Uh, my strength training is always at its best straight after my period. Yep. And then it'll slowly start to um, uh, sort of deload towards uh, the end of the, um, say, five weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah, I, I guess I move reasonably intuitively. Yeah. My body needs as well, you know, and sometimes depending on what's been going on for me that day or the day before, sometimes, you know, it's just, just a long walk to the dog. Mm. Mm. stretching. Other yeah. times I might train twice a day. And yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. I love deadlift, you know, one of my favorites. And also, uh, I'm. I mean, I've been training specifically mainly kettlebells for the last year or so, um, but I just love a good um, kettlebell snatch. Um, Same. Snatch, something so there. good. They're so yeah. powerful, aren't they? Kettlebell snatch is sick. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> picking something off the ground and then, you know, throwing it over your head and then pausing with it over your head. Like, yeah, it's a very um, yeah. powerful feeling. Great. Exercise. Yeah, and like there's so much out of that. You know, there's so much power in that exercise that requires so much strength and stability in it as well. So it's a yeah, it's an incredible exercise I think to do when um when you get it right and yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Um, well let's step into the next uh question. I just wanted to ask you in terms of your own mindfulness training and meditation, like do you do you practice something at home and then kind of incorporate that into some of the programs and training that you have at Holistic Sister? Um, so my own practice is a uh, I've practiced Vedic meditation. Okay. So it's a transcendental or letting go meditation practice. Um, I practice nearly every day, usually in the morning ball work as soon as I wake up 20 minutes um, and then if I'm really good I'll do it again in the afternoon but I'm a big lover of diaphragmatic breathing as well and teaching my clients you know in classes and things like that to, to breathe from your diaphragm and, and stop breathing from the chest all the time unless we need to so you know when you are actually 
doing more high intensity things, obviously, you know, breathing more intensive and bad things. So we want to be in that fight or flight kind of, you know, sympathetic state. Yeah. But educating um, you know, my members that, you know, breathing from your diaphragm is where we should be breathing, you know, 90% of our day. Um, and whether it be a box breath or some um, long exhales and things like that, controlled breathing, you know, from the diaphragm, like, yeah, we do a lot of that in, in holistic disaster. And yeah. it's an easy one. It's an easy one for anyone to learn, and it's an easy tool that you can use um, any time of the day um, if you're feeling like you are a little highly strung or you need to um, calm yourself down for whatever reason, or you've just had a really busy day and you've got to breathe. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's awesome. That's great. Um, now. Before we, I've got a few more questions here. I wanted to ask if you did have any kind of, you know, um, advice for, for young people or young women um, in terms of choosing a path or trying to gain experience. You know, I know me coming out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but because I was always exercising and fit, I just thought I'll do a personal training certificate, which turned out to be a, a good decision. But I, I can understand how difficult it can be for some young people and you've worked with them before so do you have any kind of any tips or some recommendations in, in you know in path to choose or where to go um first of all if you're still in high school just enjoy being in high school and take advantage of the free education yeah um, i if i had my time again I'd be sitting front and center of that classroom, laughing out that free education, and I probably would have had a bit more of a respect for um, for the value that you can actually get out of it, and how much of it actually can transfer into your life um, as you move through adulthood, providing you're choosing subjects that you know align with you know your interests, um, but. Education is so valuable and it really does start from primary school and high school. Mm. Second, I, you know, I love to remind people that if you're unsure, ask for help. Yep. You know, if you're in school and you're struggling, don't be afraid to ask for help, but also don't be afraid to fail because there's a lot of value in what you can learn from failing as well. But also if you don't know that you have failed, then you can't grow and learn or evolve from that as well. Yeah. But high school should be should be fun. So it's I think it's important to take the education seriously, but not that seriously that it's burning you out. And if it's burning you out then you're doing it wrong. That's yep. a good time. Sure. Um as far as formal education, you know, trying to find something, you know, um, uh, moving forward from that, I think letting it come to you is probably the, well, how, how I would sort of, you know, suggest people to sort of work out what, what that path might be and not jump into something just for the sake of something if you're unsure. Mm. Getting some life experience 
experience, go get yourself a job, go traveling, see the world. Um, you know, work in a rural, you know, part of, of Australia. You know, there's so many wonderful things that you can learn um, from, you know, in your own backyard. And life experience really is one of the best teachers that you'll ever have. And um, the more experience that you can get, even if it's volunteering or doing some work experience at a place that you that you are interested in that's going to give you a much greater self-awareness and understanding of things that you are passionate about or not passionate about and can then direct you appropriately um, into some more formal education. Yeah, yeah, that's great but, advice. Yeah, and ask for help. Like, I didn't do enough of that and I think there was a bit of a, maybe an ego thing there of feeling silly or... Um, failure. I didn't really ask enough yeah. of the people around me and yeah, people have yeah. some good advice. Oh, for sure. I mean, I reckon that life experience is, is priceless if you can, you know, travel a bit in your 20s and have some random jobs. Um, yeah. You know, you've got, like, I'm finding now I'll be 34 this year. Um and, oh, and I know people say this all the time, it's gone very quick, but I'm so glad that, you know, I did have a, I did get a qualification when I was young, but I also used that and worked in the industry. But then besides that, you know, I got to travel overseas and do other random jobs and, you know, have no money and then have some money. And I feel like now that I'm in my, well into my 30s, I am starting to bring a lot of that experience and a lot of the good times and the, the memories and the bad times I've had yet. You can really kind of put it together yeah. in a package and help you help you move forward with a lot of different parts of your life with everything, really. Absolutely. So. You know, all of that from, you know, having those jobs and having no money and being broke and the people that you meet on the way, you know, it adds character, but it also gives you more resilience mm. as well. I think it makes you more of an empathetic person. Um you you can you can build rapport with people a little bit more. Um, there's so much value in that. It's yeah, get them yeah. get out there, meet some people, and you know, make mistakes, and you know, climb back up again. There's yeah. there's so much opportunity in our world. I think it's a I think it's a shame to uh, to box yourself into. Yeah, for sure. Not getting out there. Yeah. Um, so with the current, you know, situation with the coronavirus, if anyone's listening to this and you're listening to it in the future, we're probably three weeks into lockdown. Yeah. Um, what, give me a bit of your perspective and, you know, how it's affecting you and how you've overcome some of the challenges and, you know, can you see some silver lining in, in the whole, uh, you know, debacle of it all? Um, I can't. Look, in my eyes, this is, uh, I feel like this is Mother Nature telling us something. Yeah. Maybe something that we've known, but we've ignored. Um, I don't, it's hard to say, I don't want to say that this is like kind of a controversial sort of thing to say. Because I know that there's a lot of a lot of suffering and there's a lot of pain and anguish in this whole experience across the 
globe. But I also believe that there's a lot of opportunity in our current situation to reflect on how we're treating the world, ourselves included in that. Um, how much time and energy we put into material things, working excruciating long hours, and how um, how much we've removed ourselves from I think the, the true values that we that we have, um, you know, our friends and our families, uh, nature, and I think the things that really inherently you know mean mean a lot to us. I think this is giving us um, to reflect on that and to maybe change our lifestyles in the Western world for the better but, you know, when we do come out of this and to get to the other end it is going to be a very challenging and painful time for many mm. but I do believe that we can come out the other end of this all, all for the better I am just another person, you know, in this whole saga that um, has had to close the doors, you know, to my business. Um, I can't pay rent. Um, I've got a lot of bills that I need to be paying. But I adapt and I, you know, move forward and you, know, you do what you can to survive and it's fine. I'm having a great time. I've moved everything online, you know, getting um, enough to pay some of my bills. Yeah. <laughs> um, going over to come to a party a little bit. I haven't got any of his uh, generous offers just yet, but, you know, this is the work. Mm. But I think there's a lot of silver lining to that, and I think, you know, you just got to keep the mindset around that. Yeah. Well, in saying that, that I agree with everything you said there. Do you believe people like yourself and myself and other great nutritionists or coaches and trainers out there are going to be thought, you know, they're going to be needed even more now after this is kind of, you know, maybe when the dust settles a bit? Um, yes, I think everyone's going to be needed uh, to some degree. Um it's been quite it's been quite incredible how our industry has has adapted and shifted itself um quite quickly online um there is something out there for everyone right now that you can get your hands on to keep yourself fit and healthy through this time you know while you are spending more time at home and you can't go to the gym you can't visit you know your nutritionist you can't um go and do all those fabulous things that you usually do can't take your kids to, you know, soccer training. You can't do any of that. Um, so I think people will be um, knocking on the door at the other end of this because they want some respite from home. But I think where all of us are incredibly um, you know, fortunate that we have technology that we can reach those people right now. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me right now is to help anyone out there to keep themselves well through this situation because staying at home 
for long periods of the day, for weeks and months, is going to have an effect on people's physical, mental and emotional health. And if people like yourself and myself and other health coaches out there can support um, the people around us or, you know, the wider community to look after themselves, then that's a huge, huge bonus for, um, for society, you know, as a whole. We can keep everyone head above water and healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, it's what, kind of what I've been thinking as well in terms of just being able to offer assistance and, you know, if it's a free workout on YouTube or a free, you know, couple of recipes or mindfulness training, you know, I I think... Yeah, and it gives someone a break from, you know, the news that they're seeing every day and, you know, and seeing you on a video or being able to call you and, you know, and get some advice or have a chat, you know, and things like that, you know, gives that person a new perspective of, of their day and it gives them probably a really welcomed break from other things that are going on in their life. Mm. Um, and you're you're another person that they can actually speak to um, just in their, their general bubble either. Yeah. Just knowing that you have that extra support from, from someone like yourself as as a personal trainer, it, you know, really, it could be life-saving for a lot of people. For sure, for sure. Awesome conversation, Georgie. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, no, it's... A, we could talk about this all day. <laughs> I know. We've just gone over an hour, which is great. That went very quick. Um, yeah, well... Before I go, I just wanted to ask you um, where people can find out about more about you, about Holistic Sister and the things that you're doing. Can you just give yourself a shout-out? So you can find us on Instagram, the Holistic Sister, and our website is holisticsister.com.au. Awesome. Give that us is. a follow. We'd love to see you on there. Yes. Um, yeah. And I will link, obviously, in the uh, the posts I do and the... Um, where I share the podcast, you're also going to be tagged in that. Um, Great. If anyone's listening out there, you can find the podcast on iTunes and now on Spotify, which is good. Um, so before I let you go, did you, did you have anything else you felt like you needed to talk about or did you have anything, you wanted, anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, nah, that was a, a message, lot. A message for the world out there? <laughs> um. Do something that's going to make you happy today. Bring some level of joy to your life. Yeah. You know, if that's just sitting outside and watching the clouds and just being grateful for those clouds above you, then that's enough. Go watch something funny, read a book, enjoy a cup of tea. But something that's going to give you some level of joy today, you all deserve it. And okay to appreciate yeah really good all right well georgie thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me pleasure thanks for having me that's okay and i'll be speaking to you soon hopefully great we'll do it again yeah (laughs) i'll see you in person soon bye all right thanks everyone bye wow what another great episode guys i really enjoyed that conversation i hope you guys got a lot out of it 
Now remember, check out Georgie on Instagram at Holistic Sister. You can see her website, holisticsister.com.au. Give her a follow, you know, get in touch with her if you're thinking about joining an awesome females gym here in the western suburbs of Melbourne. Now, don't forget, check my podcast out on iTunes or Spotify. Give me a review, a rating, leave a comment. I'd love some feedback and I will be speaking to you guys again soon. Hopefully, I've got another great episode coming up soon. Peace.